Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Next Goal Wins. All we want is one goal. One goal. One goal. Hello, this is the Geek Center Podcast. My name is Kev, and today we are talking about a bunch of losers in the newest movie from Taika Waititi, loser of the Best Picture Academy Award for Jojo Rabbit, and loser of the Teen Choice Award for Thor Ragnarok. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things geek centric. Now, winning a football match requires teamwork, and so too does running a successful podcast. So just like when I'm asked if I'd like to order whiskey, beer, or wine at a bar, and I order all three, I'll do the same today, and I'll order a Darcy, a Nate, and a Justin to help me on the show. How are we doing today, gentlemen? The chickens have come home to roast, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's how we're doing. Beautiful, beautiful. I did a tin can lady tell you that one, because it sounds, sounds kind of hokey. <laughs> I don't know if I learned anything from the movie. Take advice from the crazy tin can lady on the beach. She knows what she's talking about. That's Absolutely. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but now let's hit the pitch and talk about this beautiful movie about the beautiful game. Directed by award winner Taika Waititi. I know in my intro I said otherwise, but he did actually win an award for Jojo Rabbit. Uh, and inspired by a true story that pretty much actually happened, Next Goal Wins follows the American Samoa soccer team infamous for their brutal 31-0 loss to Australia in 2001. With the World Cup qualifiers approaching, the team hires down-on-his-luck Maverick coach Thomas Rongan, hoping he will turn the world's worst soccer team around in this heartfelt underdog comedy. The movie stars Michael Fassbender, Oscar Keitley, Kaimena, David Fain, Rachel House, Beulah Kuali, Yuli Latukfu, Simu Filippu, and Lehi Falapapalongi, with Will Arnett and Elizabeth Moss. The movie hits theaters November 17th, but we'd like to thank our friends at Searchlight Pictures for letting us scout this one early so we can let you know what to expect before the big match. Uh, and I think, as always, we're going to start with what worked for this delightful movie. Nate, why don't you get us going? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this movie, this was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of smiles, a lot of laughs. Uh, I had a good time with it. I think I think for, for better and for worse, uh, it reminds me a lot of sort of the the cliche sports movies that you've seen before, right? Your cool runnings, your mighty ducks. But I think what sets this one apart for me has to be the, the American Samoan charm that's just brought in by the incredible cast. And I think you pair them with the, the, you know, the Taika Waititi humor, which I think for is not for everyone. And I think there's a lot of people that are maybe a little bit kind of over with this guy, with this Taika Waititi constantly showing up. I, personally, I'm still okay with him. I still, I still really dig his humor. I'm still really having a lot of fun. Maybe I go see one more movie after this that Taika's done, and maybe then I'll be, I'll be Taika'd out. But, uh, but no, I think, I think, um, I think there's just there's a lot of fun and laughs to be had, and it's it's really heartfelt, uh, and it's it's a it's a feel good movie that uh, by the end of the movie I've I felt good. 
I have problems with it, but we'll we'll get to it. <laughs> a feel good movie that made you feel good. I love that yeah, it actually crazy. achieved that. Um, no, I, I think a lot of the sentiments that you're saying in regards to you know it being very Taika Waititi, that's what I appreciated. This this guy is mm. is a uh, an auteur filmmaker that has his own distinct style of how he likes to tell his stories through comedy, through you know dramatization, uh, and and poking fun at that through throughout his movies and you know even. Uh, the the nod to we're witnessing a story from the mind of Taika Waititi. It always seems like he's the one to kind of kick off these these films and these stories as, as sort of a, a sentiment that they are from his mind. They are his in- interpretation of these stories. And I think that worked really well. You know, the, the whole Taika Waititi vibe. This is a Taika Waititi movie. Um, and, you know, it had the the, the charm, the heart. Uh, it featured a, a fantastic cast, as you mentioned, which we'll, we'll probably get into in more in-depthly. But... Um, most of all, it's it's an underdog story, um, and and one that is is as as Kevin said, it's it's true to 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 a degree, um, and obviously maybe I think some of the qualms or issues that people might have with it is the liberties that might have been taken with certain characters and certain things that kind of evolve through this movie. But at the end of the day, I think it it sticks to the message that it wants to send. Well, and I think. You know, it, it, while this movie might be as cliche and generic as a feel-good sports movie comes, what really carries all of those movies and and makes you know the good ones stand out from the bad or the forgettable is the cast is is a group of characters that you just can't help but get behind and root for, and and this movie I think the strongest aspect of the movie is its cast. Uh, in particular, I think Oscar Keitley as uh, Tavita, the the leader of the American Samoan uh, Football Federation, is just so amazing. His his outlook and his attitude about life is so endearing, and just it makes you really question, you know, how you acted maybe that morning when they didn't get your coffee right at Tim Hortons, and it's like, you know, is life really worth wasting time getting upset about the really little things when there's so much more important stuff to think about and worry about. And so that they're, the culture mm. of the uh, American Samoans in this movie really shines through and their bright, beautiful outlook on life really shines through. And I think that's probably the driving force that I'll remember most about this movie. Uh, 100%. Like you said, the cast is what the, was the standout uh, part of the movie for me. And a lot of that comes from the way that they were interacting with each other. It felt so genuine, like you were a part of this soccer team that was a family's live. And it, it, it was so endearing. And again, Oscar Kitely was standout just because he had some of the best laugh out loud moments with his recurring jokes or the way he'd pop up in another job because everyone has multiple jobs there that's just it's a small island you got to get stuff done so it's just the the humor and the cast was again memorable for me but that usually comes from all Taika Waititi movies he knows how to cast and how to tell a, a story through his humor and comedy so it was great yeah, I think the it's it's those messages and that cult- cultural representation of these people that, as you said, Darcy, like they have to have two jobs or their community doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's just but but at the same time, they're not argument. They're not upset about it They're This is just the way that life is. And it's beautiful. And I think I think it's just it really helps to go a long way and help you fall in love instantly with these these people who just show such a strong uh, contrast to to Coach Rongen, who's coming in and is very much kind of the almost the anti version of a lot of these these characters, and it and it you know obviously they it's it's a it's a cliche thing, and and you'll see how that transforms his character throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, the the American Samoan charm that pulsates throughout the film 
uh, I think really, really helps it. And uh, a big part of that also has to do with like some of the music, right? Like in terms of like Giacchino, I was a bit surprised to see his name pop up on the, on the credits, but you know, I went back and I YouTubed a few tracks and yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It works really well for the dramatic stuff. I think the American Samoan songs played throughout on the soundtrack side um, really, really worked for me. And then even, I think it was even better when the teams would do um, the haka and you would see sort of a really great aspect of them improving that throughout the film, um, just like they improve in football a, a little bit. Um, but it's, it's great to sort of see how they, they're able to grow stronger within their own traditions. Um, I thought it was really lovely. Yeah, I think the story is completely anchored by Oscar Kitely and, and Fassbender's roles. They're sort of opposite ends of an emotional spectrum. Fassbender's character is obviously dealing with with a lot, and there's such an open optimism to uh, to uh, Tavita and how he looks at life and how he looks at the community of the American Samoan, and that sort of, like you guys are saying, like that being the influence to sort of change coach rongan's perspective on life um i think is is touching and it's it's just handled with you know the right amount of emotion and comedy like there, there's it's it's incredible how taika's movies have like that sort of intersection of of being able to to weave those together yeah i mean um I can't agree more in terms of the music and the fun blend of the score from Gene Kino, um, the the Samoan American sort of very culturally uh, specific songs, and then the fun North American uh, tracks that they throw in there because you know that North American culture is so important to people on the island and their adoration for people like Elvis, and then specifically in the music with Dolly Parton playing yes. uh, was a lot of fun there. Yeah. Uh, but no, again, I think we keep going back to it in the cast and the way it, it carries the film uh, i would say the worst casting is the fake beard that they put on michael fassbender at the beginning of the movie which fortunately yes. did not last very long we moved on from that quickly <laughs> enough so that was great um and then i just think uh the, one of the more uh, important characters in the movie um uh, uh jaya played by uh, uh kamina um is so amazing uh, the strength that this character shows, the love that they have and the support that they have from their teammates and just everyone on the island and, and the culture specifically. It's such an important message to this day um, with everything going on in the world, um, just with, with LGBTQ and, and trans rights that I think uh, that's one of the more important messages that the film has is is loving people for who they are and what they bring. Um, under all circumstances. And so I think the movie has a lot to say in that regard. Uh, whether it's handled or, or addressed enough in the movie is another question. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, the MVP in this cast is Kaimina, uh, who plays Jaya. And their first major role, um, I think they absolutely nailed the performance and, and really gave so much uh, in terms of, of like pushing for their performance and so much heart. And I... I think uh, you know uh, the even outside of the 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 true story of the American Samoan soccer team or their coach, um, I really do think Jaya's story is such an important one to bring to light for wider audiences. Um, I, I, I again to your point, Kevin. I think there's some aspects that, in terms of how they used that aspect of the story, uh, that didn't fully work for me. And I think there's certain aspects of Coach Rongan's story that that. Because, like in tandem with it feel really rushed uh and and i think i don't know i i'm i, I just it, it 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 takes 
moments that I like I really really love and just puts a bit of a damper on it when you just realize sort of uh, how they sort of utilized those sections of the story um, but no I think as far as Kaimina is concerned like I really can't wait to see you know what they might do next in the industry it's funny because it's it's a it's almost both a strength and a weakness of the movie that Taika keeps this movie so deliberately paced and it makes for a breezy movie uh, you know such an easy watch yeah. but at the same time does rush uh, force the movie to rush over some aspects that I would have been more than happy spending a few more minutes with just to sort of develop and flesh those moments out a bit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I wonder too, though, if that doesn't also change the trajectory of this movie. Um, I think that the culture and the people are what inspire Coach Roggins' uh, character to see new light. And Jaya is a part of that. She's a part of that culture. The way they look at her and celebrate her, and it's not like this crazy, oh, well, who are they, right? To him, it's an issue, and he has to negotiate that. But it's the culture around him that allows him to see how accepting that is. I think that's the that's the part that's that's the celebration. I, I know people would want to see more of a focus because that is a story on its own that kept back could be told in a whole other manner but here specifically the character of Jaya is, is part of a representation of the culture and is part of Coach Rongan's journey I still think there was something there it's just it just wasn't necessarily as much of a focus as I think people thought for me personally I didn't see any sort of sense of disrespect right no, no. the disrespect would have been not to have them in it at all and have them sure. to be very just minor but there's still an importance to that character and i think their story is so important to see on a larger scale separate from this uh but here it's definitely an element within the the larger narrative for for coach Rogan's journey well i mean i i do want to keep going on that just in terms of what still worked for me though um i i do want to shout out i love seeing uh, some Taika staples uh, from Our Flag Means Death, uh, both Reese Darby, of course, um, and uh, David Fane. And Reese, who, unfortunately, we uh, we don't get as much as I would have wanted of that character, um, but he is exactly what you would expect from him. Think mm -hmm. Murray from Flight of the Concords, but with more corporate power, uh, <laughs> which is such a fun idea that perfect, um, perfect. I would, right? I'd watch a whole, you know, show just about Murray trying to do that job. Um, but then, or, or sorry, Reese Darby doing that job or Murray. Um, but, uh, but then David Fane is just as sweet and lovely as, as ever. And I really love his character, uh, helping coach Tongan like learn and, and understand about each team member. Um, I think the way that they sort of do that, it's a, it's a lovely way to provide exposition, um, that I would have loved to have seen maybe fleshed out a little bit more but i i do it's think that, that it was still it's, yeah still it's it that lovely. sports movie mentality right like right. I, that that part reminded me of the uh, adam sandler football prison movie kev what's the movie called longest, longest yard. yard yeah ha, beat you yeah. to it <laughs> <laughs> um so it definitely gave me those vibes where it's like all right who do we have on our team Right. And mm -hmm. especially as he starts to see, well, we got some stuff, but we got holes to fill. So he starts looking in, in the community and that's where it really gets fun, too. And I love that vibe. Right. Because mm -hmm. I think to, to the point of what you guys were saying before, this lovingly brings in all of those different sort of sports dramedy stories into this film and in ways to almost parody it while also just using, I think, 
very easy conventional story elements to help move the pace along and 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 I think it's it's done in that that manner. Well, and speaking of the 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 sports action in the movie itself, I thought um those scenes were handled really really well by Taika. Um you know, it's it's kind of limited to what he's able to offer just cuz they're not very good. Um but <laughs> Even in the moments that they, they kind of are, I thought they, it was filmed really well. I almost compare it to another uh, feel-good uh, sports movie that really ties in with, with culture, which was uh, from Clint Eastwood, uh, Invictus, starring Matt Damon. And I remember coming out of that movie thinking how terrible the scenes involving rugby were and how disappointed I was in that. And here I thought it was handled so much better. Um, there's just enough of it that, you know, you have to keep the heart of the story and, and what we're really focusing on, but it doesn't take away from the, the, the heart and the characters of the story. So he found a really good balance uh, and blend to those, those you know, football scenes. I, I also like how, especially for that second half of that big game, they, they as opposed to going, again, that tried and true traditional route, he went Taika with it and had a retelling of the final half. And just the way that that brought that, again, it, it was his spin on a, on a you know, this sports comedy movie or whatever. And I just loved it. Again, the way he brought himself into this so cliche thing, I think he did it, did it flawlessly, in, in my opinion. I also want to shout out um, Armani, uh, Armani Makaiwa, who plays Armani, uh, who, if I'm remembering oh, correctly, right. has maybe one line in the movie, but his character is so incredibly charming and just his willingness to serve just to be part of the team and be part of something larger, I think was really, really lovely. And I think it's such a it's such a wonderful sort of culmination and representation of the American Samoan people uh, just with that one character and just what he does. And he's so quiet, but also so humble and so lovely. And yeah, shout out to Armani. Uh, and then I just wanted to to touch on Fassbender. Like, of course, yeah, his beard was super fake because they had to do some reshoots uh, for this movie. And you can tell when they're doing the reshoots. And it's weird because like at one point there's like a Liam Neeson like callback joke thing. And I was like, I remember seeing him with the fake beard and being like, he really looks like Liam Neeson right now. And then immediately after he does the, the, the Liam yeah. Neeson anyways. Um, so, but I think, I think he does a good job with what he was given. I think he's, he's conv very convincing in, in, in all the emotions that he delivers. I think, you know, when he's frustrated, he's very frustrated. Um, I think, you know, we even get to see him show a bit of his comedic side as well, just with him being incapable of saying common phrases like the one I mentioned earlier with chickens coming home to roast. Um, and, you know, I, I again, I'll get into what didn't work as far as his, his development of his character for me. But otherwise, he's he's a great lead here. I don't think I would have had him be I don't think I would have cast anyone else. Um, I enjoyed him in the movie regardless. His accent was a, a little all over the place. That's Michael Fassbender. That's how he talks. That's, That's just, how, just he talks. how he talks. Okay. Right? There's no accent in there. It's just Michael Fassbender. That's his accent. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think the most fun aspect of of Fassbender in this movie is that we're so used to see him playing characters that are just truly like they're so capable of whatever it is they're doing. He's he's often the best 
at what he does. He, you know, he's he's often so successful and skilled, no matter what role he's betraying. And here he's kind of a bumbling mess and can't deliver those rousing uh, pregame speeches. He, you know, he's getting canned from jobs and and not able to connect with people. Like it's just such an interesting place to see Fassbender, where he's kind of the loser amongst the group, really trying to find how he can succeed in life and yeah. and move ahead. And so I just thought it was a fun spin on what we're used to seeing him play. Again, he comes with the weight of an emotionally uh, resonating actor. Like he, he just delivers such great performances. So it just it makes so much sense to, you know, for him to take on a role like this because there's a confidence that yeah I can deliver on that performance. But there's also something new here, and it might be that that again as you mentioned that loser quality to the character that you know sort of fake it till you make it and you know let everyone think that you're you know, top shit, but, you know, you're ripping off movie speeches as, you know, your motivating speeches, which is hilarious. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then really quickly before we move into maybe what didn't work quite so well, I did want to shout out one more performance, uh, an actress in the movie. Uh, you mentioned uh, Taika uh, using old friends and, and familiar faces from his previous works. Uh, and House. so I wanted to shout out Rachel House, who you would know from Thor Ragnarok, Hunt for the Wilder People. She also makes a uh, uh, small appearance in the second season of Our Flag Means Death. And like she is just so great in this. Uh, speaking of crazy tin can ladies uh she has a lot of fun with her role here um kind of the the domineering uh boss of the house who uh really sets her family in line uh but does so with a lot of love and humor uh so i thought she did a really great job here absolutely but uh nate i know you're chomping at the bit to get into things that didn't (laughs) quite work for you so we'll we'll take some time and do that well you know it's funny because like i think coming out of the movie i was like I was like, yo, if you find a lot of stuff that didn't work in this movie, like maybe you just don't like to feel nice and feel good. But I, I as I sat with it, I sat with my thoughts on it. I think there are definitely some aspects to it that that didn't quite work for me. Uh, and I think the biggest one, and I already mentioned it, was the sort of the pace and the character development of Coach Tongan. I think to me, there were just moments where he would go from you know, one point uh, to another uh, of, of, you know, not understanding and then and then understanding the next. And I get it. I get that the whole aspect of like, well, that's just how it works with these sports movies. Like they that's that's just the that's the it's, you know, tried and true for the course. But I think when it comes to someone like Taika and we talked about ways that he was able to take the format and and elevate it and, and evolve it to be his own and to do different things with it. I think for me, your main character could have been a way to to maybe try to do that. I think there was some moments coupled with the the ways that Jaya's character was used that expedited some of that development that just came it just came off a bit too quick for me. Uh, and I didn't feel the the push and pull as much as I would have wanted to, and especially with like someone who can do such a phenomenal performance as as Fastbender. I just I don't know. I, I think it I think the 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 themes and morals that it, it tackles are are really important and it was nice to see him you know sort of uh, get there eventually um especially in how they help sort of tie things in with his past but i think this is where it goes back to some of those older sports movie cliches that again in the 90s that worked for me when i was younger but I, and i didn't see them but now it i think it just sort of it just takes me out just a little bit uh of of what is otherwise a, a really sort of heartwarming tale if that makes sense that's all I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming Sorry, from. Did you say Coach Tongan? Yeah, 
He said Tongan, he said, right? He said Tongan. Yeah. It's okay, Tongan. I, I did, yeah. Wrongan. Oh, my yeah, bad. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> it was bugging me. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things I was wrongan again. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there, um, but I do think, um, you know, Justin made a really good point earlier about how I think Taika tried to find a balance between pacing the movie and and really just sticking to the messaging and not lingering too long on any one thing. Um, but I can see how that might affect uh, you know some uh, you know a perception of the movie and whether it's truly sure. successful in in all of its messaging. Yeah, I I do think pacing is a bit of an issue with this film. Uh, it, it doesn't doesn't feel as tight as it could be, and and maybe that's just from like a video editor's perspective. But I might have moved some moments around in the timeline just to kind of restructure again emotional hits and and whatnot. But again, that's just me being super nitpicky. But I you know I think again like uh, as you were mentioning Nate like the sort of stinted uh, uh, character development for for Coach. Rongen, I, I think that that definitely would come out in a pacing way in terms of how, you know, it could have been resolved maybe and how things were positioned through through the edit that could have maybe helped maybe because I don't know. I think everything's there. It just might have been in the order in which uh, we're, we're experiencing it. So, I mean, to me, the pacing almost makes sense, especially where we leave off with the character. But even more so when you think about the fact that this happens, like the span of the movie is over, what, four weeks, I think? Like he was not with the team very long. This was a very brief period in his life and it, was, it wasn't the end goal. By the end of it, he isn't the changed man. He is a changing man and he is just beginning his journey to find out where he is. So to me, the pacing isn't an issue because this is, again, the, the fuel to the fire that would be Rongan's change in life. So I, I, was, I wasn't deterred by the, the, the cliche pacing and the, the, the you know, the typical montage of bonding between coach and player who were first at odds type thing. Like it makes sense. And I enjoyed it again. Taika put his own spin on it. And that made me enjoy it uh, as if it wasn't something that had been done a hundred times before. Yeah. I think, I think there are the only other thing I will say in terms of just like, I don't know. I, I, I would have loved to have gotten more of that additional team. Like maybe I just, maybe it's just me being, I want more and more and more, but I think, I think they did a, an okay job of, of, you know, highlighting some of their strengths and weaknesses. But I, I felt as though, like, like I love Elizabeth Moss. I love Elizabeth Moss. I love Will Arnett. And I think Will Arnett brought some of the biggest laughs in the movie uh, for the very few moments that we got of Will Arnett. Um, and I thought that Elizabeth Moss, you know, helped with that dramatic side. Absolutely. I just felt as though there were moments where, like, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe you could have done this without those sequences maybe we could have had yeah, other characters I, we didn't need to deliver them. right i, I, I don't felt think we that, needed them i, I think yeah. they were like they were very oddly placed and, so and but that's only... where you get your that's where you get that pace back just that's where you get that space uh, back to, i totally to agree either give that. more of the team or more of jaya's story uh and i think that if could have gonna, really helped if you were going to keep anything it would be their first instance because you need that first scene sure with those characters but with i also think beard. those 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 characters were were a bit out of place. I thought Will Arnett was a bit out of place. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't. Th I have no problem with Elizabeth Moss. I have no problem with her. I think she's a great actress. Again, I just I don't know if she needed to be there. Um, I would have rathered it just be a board. You know what I mean? And and there that's that's all they are. And then after just that, make Reese Darby the faces. bad guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you like, go. Like it could have just been him. Yeah. But again, I understand that there's there's probably a little more weight to having having those characters or, or those actors in this this movie. Um, I know there were some reshoots that had to be done to get Will Arnett in there, but uh, uh, that said, I, I think 
you didn't need these characters. Uh, you didn't need this this side of the story as much. Um, you you could have gone with the other elements to help have this big emotional reveal uh, that were far more important. I wanted to like don't get me like I just think that they've. I think it's possible that there was a world where this movie had other characters on the team that I was just as invested in as Jaya. And I think that would have been really cool. Like, I think that could have really worked. And then again, then I I feel like I, 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 maybe, but I think the the way it worked really is like not to overcomplicate, not to over distract, right? Right. I think our three main characters are Kodragan and, and uh, Tavita and and Jaya. And everyone else is just adding that, that flavor and that, that, that lifting this movie up in terms of their personalities and the little moments that we get. And Mm. I think that they added the right amount of the team in relation to everything else to help tell these stories of these these characters even even the son i believe is uh daru is his name he you know his story in relation to his culture and his people and his father i, I think is you know is is touched on in a way that you know almost parallels or or in in some ways yeah parallels jaya's story in a, in some ways um so i think there's a, there's a good mix there yeah i almost think the the two uh north american characters elizabeth moss and moss and uh will arnett they're meant to represent uh, the past that Coach Rongan can't get over, and they're there. To, he's, you know, he has to sort of find within himself what's really important and what he needs to be focusing on, be it the past or the 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 future in front of him. And so I do think that they do have a role to play throughout the movie, and because they are so limited, they don't really distract from the main story. If anything, they add just enough for the coach to sort of be focusing on the right things. At least that's how I saw it. So I welcomed them. You needed a couple you need a couple big names to sort of carry the cast as well, right? Like a movie like this just to get audiences in and I'm fine with that if it if it's putting a few extra butts in the seats. Yeah, the only other thing I will say is um I don't like Taika Waititi's teeth in this movie. That's the only <laughs> other that's my only other negative. Uh, I will say he he could have been in it. I would have been fine with him did. as the I narrator. I think it worked then. <laughs> no, I, he doesn't need those teeth. No way. They're no, awful. that's probably that, that if you don't as like bad him, as yeah. the beard. They're as bad yeah. as the beard. They, they just don't yeah. fly. The teeth, the beard, yeah. the big there that's the biggest problems with this movie for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, the referee is signaling the match is almost over and we're in injury time, so let's wrap this up. Today, we'll be giving our final thoughts and a score out of five Karate Kid crane kicks. Darce, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I'm not going to lie that there wasn't issues with this movie, but I found that those issues were easily overlooked because of how heartwarming and how Taika it was. Again, the way that he put his spin on this, you know, cliche, been told a hundred times before, sports story was just so endearing. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that the American Samoa culture has such an incredibly family-based way of looking at things and how that extends to the community and everyone involved and how that can lead to someone changing the way they look at things is, is really cool. So I really enjoyed this movie. And again, there were issues, but I think it's enough. You, you, you'll be able to enjoy it enough that you'll look past those issues. But I'll be giving this one four out of five uh, Karate Kid Crane Kicks. That is a tongue twister. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> uh, nice. Nate, how about yourself? Yeah, I think... Um... Overall, I think this movie, as I said, it's it's for better or for worse, it's 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 cool runnings again. It's it's the cliche feel good sports movie, but with Taika Waititi humor infused, and that may work for you, and it may not. Uh, I was laughing. Uh, I I definitely some of the emotional beats definitely really hit for me, uh, especially surrounding Jaya. 
Uh, I just wish that some of the writing and character development was a little more fleshed out for both Coach Rongan uh, and the rest of his team. I think the culture and the beauty of the American Samoan community is on full display, and I think that charm, music, and sense of kindness, uh, along with the laughs, was enough for me to still really enjoy the film uh, as a whole. Uh, I do want to revisit this movie with my family when it comes out, uh, just to help fill the the Ted Lasso-shaped hole in our lives, and I don't think the movie can fill that hole, but it definitely helps. Um, so go see this movie for the cast. Go see the movie for the the, the culture, the community, for the lessons that it, it, it has within it. Um, and it's just a lovely time in the theater. Uh, I am, I'm going to be very much like early uh, of the movie Coach Rongan and, and stick to my 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 you know 0.5 scale uh as much as i'd love to be like kevin right now and give this higher than a 3.5 and do like a 3.72 or whatever he does um i'm going to just be stubborn uh and give this movie a very solid and very heartfelt high 3.5 out of 5 karate kid crane kicks I would just really quickly like to go on record as saying I have <laughs> tried to stick more to the solid. I appreciate four, four point five. <laughs> uh, you know, as much as sometimes a movie does deserve that point two extra, it really is a, the difference and the deal breaker. Um, anyways, Justin, how about yourself? <laughs> well, I, I think you know. Again, as as Nate and Darcy said, th- this is. It's a really great film. I think it's it's a signature. It's the signature style of Taika Waititi, celebrating the underdog in a heartwarming and, and touching manner. Uh, I think the movie, obviously, the, this movie features a fantastic cast, as as we've talked at lengths about. Uh, they are definitely the the part to celebrate. Um, but what truly sets this movie apart is, in my opinion, its heartfelt, uplifting story. Uh, Taika Waititi just has such a knack for infusing his films with a unique blend of humor and pathos and I, I think this movie is an excellent example of of the body of work that Taika Waititi does best you know it's a roller coaster of emotions with moments of laughter and definitely moments of tears making it I think deeply relatable and and very much about the human experience you know the underdog theme is is a thread that Taika has used quite a bit and it's it's a testament to his ability to focus on endearing characters who can defy odds and I think that you can look at the three characters, the three main cast characters that we've talked about from Coach Rogan, Tavita and, and Jaya and really see that their story is sort of a thread that that runs, you know, parallel to one another through through this this larger story. Um, and it's it's the the idea of, as you said, Nate, the American Simone culture is so so beautifully put on display here uh, and it celebrates spirituality it celebrates community it celebrates uh, what it means to to be a team not just in sports but in life itself um, and and I think that that you know that's that's unmatched charm and unmatched sincerity that you can't really get and, and that's where it does feel more like a Ted Lasso to me than it does a, a Cool Runnings. I think Cool Runnings does a lot of cultural appropriation for the humor gags, and definitely American Samoan culture here is on display, and there's some funny moments, but it's mostly at the expense of, of Michael Fassbender being so, a white coach, you know, dropped into this culture, and his lack of understanding, and I, 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 I welcome that. I, I think that the idea here is that the American Samoan, Samoan culture is is the focus. It's, it is the celebratory part. Um, you know, this, is, this movie is great. Stellar cast, heartfelt narrative, um, just such great dedication to celebrating underdogs. Um, I am going to be giving this a four out of five karate kid 
crane kicks. Is that is that right? You nailed Can it. I flip words around there. Nailed it. Okay. You cool. just you just <laughs> knocked out Johnny. You got it. Um, <laughs> this this is as safe and crowd pleasing as it gets for a feel good based on true events sports story. Uh, early reviews are rating this at a criminally low level, uh, but I think that has more to do with maybe recent feelings towards Taika. Uh, and it being released during festivals where the the quality of films are typically far greater than you're going to get from this type of movie. Uh, And I just don't think that's a fair evaluation of this movie on its own. While parts of the movie feel rushed, it still delivers on its heartfelt messaging and carries with it plenty of great themes and morals. The characters are wonderful, and you can't help but root for these underdogs because of their heart and their positive attitudes. Uh, it might be cliched and unoriginal, but if you want an easy, breezy, feel-good story, you cannot go wrong here. It's everything you should possibly expect from a movie like this, and sometimes that's perfectly okay. And that actually sums up this movie precisely. It is perfectly okay. Uh, I had a blast, and I know so many people who will absolutely adore this movie for exactly what it is. Uh, and that's why this movie gets the most earnest and affectionate 3.5 out of 5 Karate Kid crane kicks that I could possibly give out. Well, that's it for this review of Next School Wins, which Haka dances into theaters November 17th. Thanks again to our friends at Searchlight Pictures for giving us early access. And thank you for joining us for today's show. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts if you haven't already. We can't wait to hear your thoughts on this feel-good true story. As always, you can write into wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if that's a bit too much like a can of tuna and you prefer a nice piece of fish marinated in lemon juice mixed with salt, tomatoes, sliced onions, and delicious coconut cream, you can hit us up on our socials. <laughs> Justin, where can they do that? Damn, I want that fish now. Uh, they, they can reach us on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric, and they can reach us uh, on the app formerly known as Twitter at GeekCentricYT. Uh, amazing. As always, we have a ton of great content for you to check out, including our latest reviews and watch clubs, uh, as well as our growing list of incredible interviews with incredible talent from in front of and behind the camera on some of our favorite movies and TV shows. Be sure to check those out wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geekcentric. And stay tuned for more great content coming your way soon. But until next time, as we say, love ya. Laters. Get home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.